Hi everyone, welcome to Tidbits at Tigabud. I'm your host today, Sean Burke, Director of Marketing here at Tigabud. And today with me is CJ Alderton of Patrick Crossing, which is a church based in a pub, as well as the organizer of the Durango Celtic Festival, which takes place every year in Durango, Colorado. CJ, thanks for uh, coming onto the show with us. Well, thank you for having me. I didn't realize you knew so much about me. Uh, well, you know, I, it, that's the that's the thing about the internet these days. You can really look up just about anything. But I assure you, it's it's all good. Don't worry. Oh, good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So anyway, um, CJ, first thing I want to ask is, um, how did the Durango Celtic Festival get started? Like, how did you get into organizing it? Well, a little bit of history. Um, the city of Durango uh, is a big music venue. Mm -hmm. We have music in the mountains in the summer, which lasts about three weeks. We have the Bluegrass Festival. And it used to have a little Celtic portion called uh, Celt Down at the Meltdown. Uh, the Bluegrass Festival is the Bluegrass Meltdown. So there was a little bit of stuff going on, but then some folks moved here from Ireland and developed an enormous pub, the Irish Embassy Pub, and we began to do Irish sessions there, which is you know, kind of like a jam session. And so we began to attract, uh, bands began to form around the Celtic genre. Uh, another community nearby started a, a Highland Games, which is the Scottish uh, deal. And uh, about five, about six years ago, the Henry Strader Theater uh, and Henry Strader Hotel approached us and asked us if we would be interested in starting a Celtic festival during what's called the shoulder season. We're a, we're a tourist town. Uh, so skiing at that point is starting to taper off a little bit. And so you've got, we've got five seasons, you know, spring, summer, fall, and the mud season. And mm -hmm. so March is, is the mud season. <laughs> and we did it right around uh, St. Patrick's Day. And we started five years ago with five board members, five or six board members. We didn't know what we were doing. We just kind of felt our way along. And the thing is just kind of blown up. We've been able to attract the very top names in, in Celtic music and very proud of the, the you know, the, the acts. We, we, we're like a boutique festival. We're, it's a situation where the, the shoe is telling the foot how big it can be. We, we can only do like 250, 260 sales per night. Mm -hmm. um, but now there's talk of just letting this thing take off uh, to multi-venue and we're, we're going to see what, what that's all about. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work even for a small festival, yeah, especially with the kind of quality we've been able to get here. So the last two years, um, we sold out uh, every night, and uh, we fully anticipate doing that every year uh, from awesome. this point on. Awesome. All right, so a couple things I want to touch on first was how do you take steps every year to, like, keep getting it growing like what do you do you do like certain types of marketing do you think like referrals like what do you like what's the big things that keep the growth going on year after year uh well just first of all just pure determination um uh, you know i can tell you some things we shouldn't have done <laughs> that might be just as just as helpful but, that, uh, i mean that would be yeah i mean you know one of the things uh, i'm the, the more successful you become, um, I literally hear around from agents around the world and bands around the world um, 
all the time. I, I'm always uh, emailing somebody. Um, because we're in sort of a out of the way location, I've learned over the years to uh, take advantage of of the beauty of where we live, Durango, Colorado. It's it you know it's just a tremendous area. You can do twelve vacations in in, in one spot here. Uh, wow. So much to do. However, we are off the beaten track. So one of the things that we've learned is that we have to be very proactive in booking bands uh, up to twenty four months ahead. Which sounds kind of weird when you first start approaching agents with that, but what they can do, because we're typically a pass-through venue on the way to a big town, oh, on the way yeah. to either Denver or Santa Fe or, or Albuquerque, um, they like uh, the money that we are able to pay, and um, it, it's, a, it's a short drive from, from any of those places. Uh, so we've learned, we've learned how to negotiate from, you know, use the leverage that we have from a small venue. The other thing is we, we leverage a historic five-star hotel. The guests who come, the artists who come can stay in a five-star hotel, walk two minutes down to our green room and walk 30 seconds to get on stage. And, and it's all under one roof, you know. And so though, we're, we're leveraging what we have mm-hmm. in a small location and we're doing that pretty well. As far as marketing, you know, we, we did the typical social media thing, um, Facebook, uh, that went from five likes to I think we're close to a thousand now, and, nice. and um, we use MailChimp, uh, that's been pretty handy, about five or six hundred people on that, that's, that just keeps growing just a little bit now, and uh, and we try not to pester people, you know, we, we try to do Celtic events throughout the year, you know, like house, house concerts and stuff that aren't as intense mm-hmm. on us. Um, but we try not to overdo it. Um, you know, people get a lot of stuff in their mail. We just try to make sure it's worthwhile when they when they get it. Um, when we first began, we were using a, a, a nonprofit ticketing agency, and it was great. They they were very helpful. You always got somebody on the phone, but we had to wait two weeks after the event to get a check from them, and so oh, that wow. killed our that killed our uh, cash flow. I we bet. Were always just you know, having to hold off on paying people, and that, that was embarrassing. Uh, so yeah. that's why we, we sought out a different avenue this last year. Well, we appreciate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the plan. Don't worry uh, to the listeners. That was, that was totally organic. Um, so anyway, so regarding, um, regarding uh, like the, the marketing, so you, you said you, you did some social media. Um, did you think that that was and um, email marketing. I'm just kind of curious, how far before the event do you send emails to people just letting them know to get tickets? Do you send emails like after? Like what's your strategy? Yeah, um, well, I would I would like to say, you know, that, that it's firm, but it's not. Um, so this year we tried to uh, get something rolling with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and take advantage of the uh, the holidays, you know, from Thanksgiving to Christmas to do an early bird, and it actually worked pretty good. Uh, we, we encourage people to, you know, just make that a Christmas gift, uh, give them a ticket to our festival. I think we sold like I don't know, fifty or sixty tickets before uh, December thirty first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we always we always do thank yous afterwards and and try to give a little uh, because we because we 
through the band so far in advance, we're able even at the festival to tell them who's coming next year, what it's going to look like. So it's a Celtic festival, which means we are drawing from Ireland, Scotland, Wales, the Hebrides, uh, Nova Scotia, uh, you know, the Cape Britain sound up there and whatnot. And next year it just fell, it's going to be all Scottish bands kind of <laughs> the Scottish invasion next yeah, year. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so, you know, we'll, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. We'll take the Scottish flag and whoever they vote to stay or exit Britain or, or whatever, mm-hmm. have their own little Scott exit. Uh, we'll yeah. see. And, but we'll, we'll be on top of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's... Well, and, and that's... And I have to admit, that's kind of nice just from, like, you know, a festival goer's perspective. It's very refreshing because it seems like I'm reading about, you know, ACL they don't tell you the lineup, you know, until a couple months before. Like you, sometimes you'll buy the tickets and, and, and I know you're, you're nodding your head right now. I was like shaking your head. Uh, uh, you don't know, yeah. you don't know what you're getting when you're buying the tickets and then they raise the yeah. price after they know. I just, yeah, we don't, we would never do that. In fact, every, almost, I could say this, uh, we try to do uh, a personal profile on each musician of every band. Mm-hmm. Uh, before they get here, we do that on Facebook. We wouldn't do that uh, by, by email. We do band profiles uh, by email, but yeah, we try to, you know, and you know, you look at your lineup and you get to know these people before they even show up. And and so it just so happened this last year we had four hot female fiddlers, you know, and that it's usually some curmudgeonly old dude up there, you know, <laughs> sawing away. And we had these beautiful ladies, you know. Uh, uh, and so, you know, we, we kind of made it the year of the female fiddler. It, was, yeah. it wasn't a big, big emphasis, but it was interesting. It was a different kind of hook. Yeah, and that's so cool. And we try people... to educate ourselves on their music to where, you know, we, we can sing along with it when they get here. And we try to, uh, we, there's other things that we do. We're, I, I know we're talking about marketing to, to, um, to, to an audience, but we're also marketing to the Celtic family. And so... The artists themselves are part of our marketing strategy because they do good gossip for us everywhere. Uh, they will say, of all the small venues, you've got to go to Durango. And, and we just get people just swamping us. And that's very important to us. So to the extent that we actually reach out to the artists and say, what would you like as a gift bag in your room? You know, And we get everything from Granny Smith apples to you know, exotic beers and a lot of whiskey requests, and uh, and then we have uh, you know sure. chocolates. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory is located right here, so they don't know about that. So we load them up with that, and oh, man, that's we awesome. give flowers to the girls and whatnot, and they just love it when they walk in. And, and the stranger sits it right in the middle of their bed, this big gift package from us, and and so that's marketing as well. It's just a mm-hmm. different kind of way of thinking about it. No, I think that's a great idea. Um, I've heard a lot of times, you know, sometimes venues don't treat the artists right, but, and then of course they don't get as many as they might want. So I think that what you're doing is, you know, that's a really good example to set to other people who, you know, want to get repeat artists or they want to, you know, get more artists in that same genre. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, shifting gears a bit. So talking a little bit more about the festival, um, I was curious. Have you ever had to deal with like unruly customers or ones who are unsatisfied? And if so, like, how did you, you know, rectify that problem? <laughs> yeah. 
we didn't even, you know, the first couple of years we didn't even think about security. It yeah. just wasn't, a, it wasn't a thing. And then world events kind of make you, you know, start getting a little goosey about stuff like that. So we brought in some large men that wear bright red shirts that says security on them. And uh, uh, we post them in strategic places. I mean, you know, for just for the practical reason, some of the instruments these guys are carrying are worth twenty or $30,000, oh, yeah, you know, and it, you don't want those getting walked out with. So we always have coverage, and it's very, we're not trying to be discreet, uh, surreptitious. We are just saying, <laughs> there are big people here who will hurt you if you, <laughs> if you act up. Um, we've had, we've had a few grumbles over the years about little things and you know that's going to happen and I try to just deal with that personally and I always start my letter thank you so much for you know reaching out to us with your concern and blah 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 um, but um, yeah I, I, I heard a rumor that a guy was wanting to pick a fight one night and then he, he went on a rampage and did a bunch of stuff in the newspaper and his, his whole beef was people you know, opening their phone and taking a picture, and he said he was sensitive to that. So, whatever. Mm. My 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 cure for that was I I just let it blow over. I didn't even respond to the couple of newspapers that took the hook, and yeah. uh, I just took him off our mailing list. And I figured if he didn't like us, you know, that that was his problem, and he would have to work to come back to our festivals. That's I don't know. It, it's really not been a big deal. One of the things about um, you know. Celtic music is under that big umbrella of folk music, and so you've okay. got bluegrass and Celtic and whatever world music, and um, you have the luxury of a listening audience. You could hear a pin drop when, when the bands are playing, and you know it's not like going to a rock concert or country western where it's just all hell's breaking loose. And <laughs> yeah, I, I was at a concert last night, and my ears are still ringing. <laughs> A yeah. day later, yeah. So, so it's actually a pretty polite audience. So mm -hmm. we, we try to anticipate as many possible problems. And one of one of the problems that that we identified, we didn't even hear the grumbling, but we were grumbling about it was how how to just get people in quickly and get them. You know, there's a bar inside of the uh, in, inside of the theater, and then, of course the straighter loves us to just push people. Mm -hmm. or, you know, get their, their thirst satiated before they, they start. And um, so how do we get them, you know, from the queue into the, the place quick enough? And again, that's another reason why we, we chose TicketBud, uh, because well, of the, the tremendous promises <laughs> you guys made to us, you know, that oh, this would be seamless. And it, it I, I got to say it was that we didn't have... We, did, we had one little blip, but it was our fault, not yours. Oh, so. no. Well, no worries. I mean, but did, yeah. did you rectify – how did you resolve that problem? What, was it regarding, like, that refund? No. No, I had nothing – no, the refund thing, we've, we, we got that sorted out with you guys. It was trying to estimate, um, and it's very difficult because I also serve as the, the chaplain for the uh, Durango Fire and Rescue here. I see. And so – I can't be breaking the law with, with overcrowding, and you know they have the big sign in there about how many people, mm. and it's very difficult. Uh, it's 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 something that you have to do in real time, guessing when you are really sold out. Yeah, and, you know, our our biggest goal is to sell out before we even open the doors on the first night, which we came really close to doing. But so you have to make some decisions, and then when you 
just send somebody out on a run to see if there are any empty seats and you know you try to see who's at the bar and this that and the other well we couldn't we couldn't quite get the metrics exactly dialed in because you guys you know you have to put uh, where where the sold out place is you know in in our in our metrics that we set up with you guys mm -hmm. and so what we did we, we just sold we just kept selling tickets but we we moved this if we didn't if we didn't do what we did uh, take about with a lot of unless we got it went in and changed our metrics again um, we just started selling tickets for the following night I see but collecting it for that you know basically dumping it into that night that's how we solved it it was it was something that one of our volunteers said just let's just do this and it, it worked and ours is a very unique situation we really do have a a ceiling you know mm -hmm. uh, of, of what the fire department allows to be in there I mean we can sneak past it a little bit yeah but uh, yeah. but not too much <laughs> not too not too recommended uh, for our yeah. listeners but yeah, I, yeah. Um, awesome well, I mean, that's good to know. And um, also, I was just curious, have you ever, I mean, I know you, you also have the Durango Festival, they have, you know, you have the concerts, but I also saw you had some like workshops. Have you ever had to deal with someone who like doesn't show up to like a concert or like a workshop? No. No, no, we've never had that. We've never had that problem. And I don't have wood to knock on them. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I, uh, the only one we had, we, we advertised a band um, and at a festival a couple of years ago, and then about a month out from having said this big band is coming that everybody loves, uh, they ended up having some visa issues. One guy had some visa issues, and it, it just it crapped out their whole year. Mm. Uh, and that's one of the difficult things of bringing foreign artists in. The United States um, is just not, it's not friendly to um, our genre uh, because people like U2 and Sting kind of screwed up the metrics for the smaller bands that come in and Uncle Sam was saying, hey, we're missing out on some serious tech, tax revenue, so let's, let's hit these foreign artists up for 30% of their, of their gross. Wow. And so... Uh, again, this is just something we've learned. Uh, they have to fill out copious amounts of paperwork to beat that 30%, but they end up spending a ton of money in Europe to get ready to come over here to just be able to go home with their entire paycheck. So, you know, you take 50% off of band, or excuse me, 30% off of band and, and, it, and send it to our government. <laughs> but it, when you switch it, our artists going over there don't face that. No, know? they so, don't. Yeah, ours is a ours is a particularly difficult genre to to deal with in that respect. Yeah. If it was a bluegrass festival, we'd be getting people from Kentucky and you know wherever, uh, and there would be that problem. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I probably went out, out in the weeds on that one. For no, you. no, you're fine. I mean, I I think you're bringing up some stuff that you know is pretty important. Um, you know, without getting too political, it, it, it seems like still, despite the changes in like the visa procedure, you're, you managed to get a whole bunch of um, people for next year too, and you didn't run into any problems with that? Well, one of the bands that I that is coming next year is the very band that got... Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So they managed yeah, to get it to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, that's good so, to know. 
Yeah, so we did get them, but it just took an extra year. And yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, that's about everything. Uh, I just want to know you. You. We started off at the beginning. Uh, you talked about some things that you wish you wouldn't have done, and I was just curious, like you know, if you had to start it all over again, what are some things that you wish you would have known before you started? Um. Let me see. Well, you know, it's uh, trying to think back. Um, okay, like when you're when you're uh, we we would have got our nonprofit uh, number a lot earlier, mm -hmm. and we found out that um, you can't just get it for festivals. Um, so we were intimidated. We our friends down in Aztec got one, and they got rejected like three times, and their stack of papers was you know six to eight inches tall. I went to talk to my accountant and he says, you know, there's an expert in that. Um, just send your stuff to him. And uh, I, 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 I went through that process last year in about 15 minutes. It took me about 15 minutes of talking to them on the phone. And they said it usually takes about six months. It was done in six weeks. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. And, and what that does, I would have gone for that a lot earlier had I known how easy it was with with using people who do it full time. Mm -hmm. And what that does, it makes it so much easier in terms of getting sponsors um, if you're if you have a nonprofit status. So that that that's one. Um, also, when you're recruiting committee members. Um, it's easy at first just to get people, you know, and like and. You know that, and then what you find out over time is that this is very task oriented, and so you don't you don't really need idea meetings. And a lot of times, if people don't have certain skill sets, say with social media or you know um, uh, putting together our website or whatever, then they're just kind of sitting around waiting for something to do, and then you're trying to figure out how to make up work for them. And so you, when you're when you're creating a festival you really want people who have skill sets and actually don't have the time to do it you know <laughs> in other oh, words yeah. <laughs> they're gonna they're just gonna just say give me give me my assignment I'll work on it you know tonight after I watch a movie or whatever when I get home and but I will get it done I'll get it done fast I'll get it done well so uh, having very good task oriented people mm -hmm. rather than just good friends you know that like Celtic music uh, is is incredibly important and for me, um, I, I've been the president since day one, and I'm already thinking about a replacement, you know, for myself. And so we brought in a couple of, uh, I know I don't look it, but I'm 57 years old, you know, that's, just, that's, that's an antique, baby. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, I'm already bringing in some, some 20, late 20, 30-year-olds uh, on the committee who can do stuff, by the way. And um, getting their input and just tell them, just tell them, you know, within four or five years, this is going to be your baby. I'll, I'll always be around as long as I'm alive, you know, to help you with booking bands because I'm getting pretty good at that. But um, as far as, you know, replacing yourself, the worst thing I could think of is be that old curmudgeon up there just saying, you know, we've never done it that way before. And as soon as I say that, I, I need to quit. <laughs> Uh, so. uh, I mean, it's still good that you're you're self-aware of 
that happening and you know definitely just taking someone under your wing seems like the, the right way to go with it yeah I, I gave up the MC for this year for example we had a 29 year old uh, high or a 29 year old grade school teacher up there uh, just did a fantastic job I mean he was he to the point he had everything memorized he was on and off the stage in you know a minute and a half and it's just what you want definitely and so I more and more I find myself you know just getting in the background because, and the value of that is not having a race you know I was always getting calls and race up to the stage you got to go you know introduce something or whatever mm -hmm. I didn't do that this year and I'm I'm able to actually get a bigger picture of what's going on you know with the workshops with with everything I'm, I can actually enjoy the festival a little bit which is good <laughs> that, that's good I'm, well, I'm glad to hear that well yeah anyway well thank you CJ for for um, this call we really appreciated it and um, you know definitely I'm sure all of our listeners will really appreciate it too whether they're running festivals or not just because of you know, there's just so many applicable things just for you know really everyone so thank you so much for coming on well yeah this is not a paid political announcement i'm just saying ticket Pud was awesome and you <laughs> my friend were awesome oh uh, thank you well you were too man okay all right awesome well thank you so much it's great to talk to you again man yeah have a good one cj all right take care Seth. all right see ya It was, it was great. Yeah, no, I mean, we've had, um, we've had a lot of people. Pretty kind of busy, but, um, we do plan on using you guys for just even some of these little teeny 70 to 100, yeah. you know, the people kind of things. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. And, you know, you know, I'm, I'm always here if you have any questions or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we definitely, you know, want you to grow with us too. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, um, we're working on getting the reserve seating, which I know you were happy about. We'll hopefully have that um, done yeah. towards the end of this year. So that'd be really cool too.